If you're enjoying this Crush Step 1 podcast, you can now get the content along with the content of the Med Prep to Go Step 1 Questions podcast ad-free in one bundle. Just go to medpreptogo.com and find our new subscription podcast called the Med Prep to Go Step 1 Bundle. Hi, everyone. This is Ted O'Connell, one of the lead authors of Crush Step 1. Before we get started with this podcast episode, I want to tell you about a new project I'm working on called Med Prep to Go. It's a free online and audio USMLE question bank for step one and step two. And the goal of this project is to reduce the cost of medical education by developing a really high quality question bank that will be free and by putting it in audio format to give you some time back in your day. It's still relatively early in this project and we are actively adding new questions to the question banks and releasing additional episodes of our podcast. I'd like to encourage you to go check it out at medpreptogo.com. And if you want to get involved and learn how to write USMLE-style questions and contribute to this question bank, you can do that through the website at medpreptogo.com, or you can email me directly at ted.medpreptogo at gmail.com. And if you decide to get involved with learning how to write questions, we'll make sure you get some really good directions and mentorship through the process so that it's actually a really good learning experience for you and something that you can add to your CV. So I look forward to working with you. Please go check that out and we'll get started with this episode of the podcast. Hey guys, it's Swathi and Eva. You may have heard us on Question Dissections and on Happy Hour, but we're here to talk to you about some exciting news at Inside the Boards. We now offer tutoring, one-on-one sessions, group tutoring, and even webinars, which are drop-in classes for commonly tested topics. And it doesn't even stop there, guys, because now we're offering help with your interviews and personal statements, and we will definitely help you build up your CVs. So don't wait any longer. Interview season is just around the corner. Get started now. Check out what we offer on our website at www.insidetheboards.com forward slash tutoring. Or you can always call us at 614-407-5935. You can also find all this information on our social media pages. I'm Ted O'Connell, one of the authors of Crush Step 1, the ultimate USMLE Step 1 review, along with my co-authors, Ryan Pedigo and Thomas Blair. I am also the chief content officer for Inside the Boards. This is a Crush Step 1 podcast based on the second edition of our best-selling book, The goal is to provide you high yield and high quality audio content of the book to help you study on the go and reclaim some of the time in your day. Neurodegenerative diseases. Alzheimer's disease, AD. AD is the leading cause of dementia in which there is a reduced overall synthesis of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine and diffuse cortical atrophy, especially in the hippocampus because of the loss of neurons and synapses. Although the exact cause of AD is not known, higher amounts of extracellular beta-amyloid core, amyloid beta, A-beta protein, or senile plaques, and intracellular abnormally phosphorylated tau protein, neurofibrillary tangles, are seen on histology. AD develops sporadically in most cases. 10% of cases are familial, and tend to be earlier in onset. 
Early onset AD is also seen in Down syndrome patients, trisomy 21, who carry an extra copy of the gene for A-beta precursor protein, APP. Early onset AD is also seen in mutations in the pre-senilin 1 and 2 chromosomes 14 and 1 respectively, which are subcomponents of an enzyme responsible for converting APP to A-beta protein. Late onset AD is seen in those carrying apolipoprotein E4, ApoE4, which is an isoform allele of the gene found on chromosome 19. Another isoform, ApoE2, serves a protective role in AD. Alzheimer disease is a diagnosis of exclusion that is clinically diagnosed. Short-term memory loss is usually the initial symptom. As the disease progresses, problems with long-term memory, executive function, and behaviors develop. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. ALS is a fatal disorder that affects both lower motor neurons and upper motor neurons. The autonomic nervous system and cognition are spared. It is characterized by a rapidly progressive weakness, muscle atrophy, and fasciculations, LMN signs, spasticity, UMN sign, dysphagia, dysarthria, and eventually respiratory compromise and death. Although the pathophysiology is not completely understood, it is linked to a mutation in the superoxide dismutase, SOD enzyme, which is an antioxidant that generally neutralizes superoxide, a toxic free radical. Other than symptomatic treatment, Riluzol is the only treatment known to improve survival by preventing glutamate excitotoxicity indirectly. Spinal muscle atrophy, SMA. This autosomal recessive disease is caused by mutation in a gene coding a crucial protein, SMN, for motor neuron survival. As a result, anterior motor neuron death results, leading to diffuse whole body atrophy and LMN signs, e.g. fasciculations. SMA can manifest from infants to adults in varying forms of severity. In infants, it is most severe and called Werdenig-Hoffman disease or floppy baby syndrome because of the abnormally low muscle tone observed. In addition to palliative care, no cure exists for SMA, but gene therapy, stem cell therapy, and SMN activation may eventually play a role in treatment. Movement disorders. These are neurologic disorders characterized by various abnormal or dysfunctional movements. Chorea, for example, is a sudden, jerky, purposeless movement generally seen with lesions to the basal ganglia, which can evolve into athetosis, which is a slow, writhing movement, especially of the fingers. In contrast to other movements, hemibolismus is a sudden, wild flailing of one arm caused by a contralateral subthalamic nucleus lesion. Other movements can include myoclonus and dystonias, which are sustained involuntary muscle contractions. Parkinson disease, PD. PD is a degenerative disorder of the CNS in which the dopamine-producing cells of the substantia nigra in the midbrain undergo cell death for unknown reasons. It has been postulated that the accumulation of Lewy bodies, alpha-synuclein intracellular inclusions, 
and its progression and location from the brainstem to the cortex plays a role in PD development. Referring back to the basal ganglia section in physiology, keep in mind that dopamine plays a significant role in motor movement modulation. In general, high dopamine levels promote motor activity, whereas low levels, such as those in PD, decrease it. As a result of the loss of dopaminergic neurons, patients develop a collection of motor symptoms, known as Parkinsonism. Classic symptoms include rigidity, increased muscle tone often described as cogwheel, bradykinesia, akinesia, slowness of or no movement, postural instability, impaired balance and frequent falls, and tremor, pill-rolling tremor at rest only. Other common symptoms include a festinating shuffling gait, short steps, with decreased arm swing and turning and block, hypophonia, soft speech, micrographia, small, cramped handwriting, and hypomimia, mask-like emotionless face. In addition to motor symptoms, patients can also develop sleeping difficulties. REM disorders precede motor findings and neuropsychiatric symptoms affecting mood, cognition, behavior, or thought, e.g. depression, apathy, anxiety. Similar to AD, primary idiopathic PD is diagnosed clinically with a medical history and neurologic exam. When dealing with a patient with Parkinsonism, secondary or acquired causes must also be ruled out. Methylphenol tetrahydropyridine, MPTP, a contaminant in illicit street drugs, can cause selective destruction of dopaminergic neurons, whereas drug-induced Parkinsonism can result from antipsychotics, e.g. haloperidol, because of dopamine D2 receptor blockade. D2 receptor binding by dopamine normally inhibits the inhibitory pathway, thereby increasing movement or motion. Parkinsonism plus syndromes are conditions in which Parkinsonism exists with some other dominating feature. For example, multiple system atrophy, MSA, also known as Shy-Drager syndrome, is a combination of Parkinsonism, ataxia, and autonomic dysfunction. Progressive supranuclear palsy, PSP, is a combination of Parkinsonism with predominantly visual symptoms, especially inability to move the eyes vertically, causing early falls. Huntington disease, HD, an autosomal dominant neurodegenerative genetic trinucleotide repeat disorder. The Huntington gene on chromosome 4 contains a sequence of CAG, glutamine, that is repeated. This polyglutamine sequence normally consists of fewer than 36 repeats in normal individuals. Once it is 36 or more repeats, the Huntington protein possesses different characteristics and is considered a mutant form. This mutant form leads to neuronal death via NMDA receptor binding and glutamate excitotoxicity. Patients typically present with a triad of early dementia, ages 20 to 50, behavioral changes, e.g. emotional lability, aggression, hypersexuality, and choreiform movement. CT scanning of the brain generally shows atrophy of the striatum, which consists of the caudate nucleus, cognition, and putamen, motor. 
Once the disease is suspected, genetic testing is crucial in confirming physical findings, and providing the patient with genetic counseling is crucial. The trinucleotide CAG is unstable during replication, only with paternal spermatogenesis, and its instability increases with the number of repeats present. As a result, genetic anticipation is seen. With each successive generation, the numbers of repeats increase along with the severity and earlier onset of HD. There is no cure for HD, and symptoms are treated as appropriate. Friedrich ataxia, an autosomal recessive inherited disorder in which trinucleotide repeats, GAA, lead to decreased transcription of the frataxin protein. As a result, mitochondrial dysfunction occurs because of free radical damage from cytoplasmic iron buildup. Patients present from age of 5 to 30 years with signs and symptoms such as kyphoscoliosis, ataxia, wide-based gait, dysarthria, slurred speech, nystagmus, and high plantar arches, pes cavus. Patients develop heart disease, e.g. conduction defects, cardiomyopathy, and diabetes. Death is usually secondary to hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Dementia. Dementia is an irreversible global decrease in cognitive ability beyond what is expected with age. It is important to differentiate it from delirium, which is often reversible, and waxing and waning. Further differentiation is discussed in Chapter 14. Before making the diagnosis of dementia, other organic causes must be ruled out such as syphilis, HIV, vitamin B deficiency, Wilson's disease, and hypothyroidism. Seizures. A seizure is an episode in which there is an abnormal excess of synchronous neuronal firing that leads to transient symptoms, such as tonic-clonic movements, behavioral alterations, or sensory alterations e.g. déjà vu, burning rubber, olfactory hallucination. Many conditions can bring about an episode of a seizure, including hypoglycemia, hyponatremia, fever, delirium tremens, infection, stroke, and brain tumors. Epilepsy is a term used specifically to describe recurrent, spontaneous, unprovoked seizures from an underlying alteration of brain function. Epilepsy is a continuum of seizure disorders that differ in terms of clinical presentation, underlying causes, and pathophysiology, which is classified according to site of origin and pattern of spread. Partial seizures arise in a localized focal area of the brain, but can spread to nearby areas that can ultimately become secondarily generalized seizures with diffuse brain involvement. For example, a Jacksonian seizure starts in one area of the brain and moves along the motor homunculus. Typically, a Jacksonian march starts with tingling in the fingers, moving more proximally, leading to arm, head, and eye movements. Sometimes the seizure can cross to the other side of the brain, leading to a secondarily generalized seizure. Focal seizure without impairment of awareness. Simple partial. Seizures present as motor, sensory, autonomic, or psychological symptoms, depending on origin. Consciousness is not impaired. However, the seizure can spread, 
leading to a complex partial seizure or generalized seizure. Focal seizure with impairment of awareness, complex partial. A seizure preceded by an aura, in which consciousness is impaired. Patients may remain motionless or engage in repetitive behaviors, called automatisms, e.g. grimacing, lip-smacking. Although it may arise from any lobe of the brain, it most commonly arises from the mesial temporal lobe. Occasionally, mesial temporal sclerosis may be seen on imaging, indicating gliosis and atrophy from neuronal loss. Generalized seizures, diffuse brain involvement that impairs consciousness. Absence, formerly known as petite mal seizures, these are brief seizures of sudden onset and termination, with no postictal confusion. Because this often presents with staring spells in children, it may be confused with attention deficit disorder. However, absence seizures may still have automatisms. EEG shows 3 Hz generalized spike and slow wave discharges. Treatment is mainly with ethosuximide or valproic acid. Myoclonic, rapidly involuntary contraction of muscles described as jumps. In juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, seizures begin between puberty and adulthood, where seizures affect the neck, shoulders, and upper arms. They generally occur shortly after waking. Tonic-clonic. This is the most common form of epilepsy, formerly known as grand mal seizures. Episodes are divided into two phases, the tonic phase and the clonic phase. It first begins with the tonic phase, which will cause the patient to fall down. Muscles suddenly contract, causing the extremities to be rigidly pulled toward or away from the body. Following this, the clonic phase consists of rapid muscle contractions and relaxations, causing convulsions. Clinically, patient may be rolling on the ground with the extremities violently shaking. Atonic, also known as drop seizures, in which the patients have a brief lapse of muscle tone leading to drop attacks, and they collapse to the ground. These seizures must be differentiated from similar-looking attacks that may occur in cataplexy or syncope. When encountering a patient that presents with seizure-type symptoms, further history and physical examination need to be done to confirm if it was a seizure, and if so, what the underlying cause may be. Epilepsy versus metabolic versus tumor versus infection versus stroke. In general, the patient's age may shed light on possible causes. For children, it is typically genetic or infectious, febrile, which differs from adults or older patients in whom tumors and strokes are more common. Headache, HA. Primary headaches. These exist independently from other medical conditions or diseases. Tension type headache. This is the most common type of headache often described as bilateral pressure or band-like pain around the head. Precipitating factors often include stress, sleep deprivation, hunger, and eye strain. Although painful, these headaches are not harmful, and symptoms improve with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, or acetaminophen. It is important to note that frequent use of pain medication to relieve tension-type headache can lead to the development of medication overuse headache, rebound headache.
migraine headaches. This typically presents as a disabling, unilateral, pulsating headache associated with autonomic symptoms, such as nausea, vomiting, phonophobia, and photophobia for 4 to 72 hours, pound mnemonic, pulsatile quality of headache, one day duration, actually 4 to 72 hours, unilateral location, nausea or vomiting, disability intensity, pound, pulsatile, one day, unilateral, nausea, disabling. Four to five symptoms with 92% probability of migraine. An aura generally precedes the headache in a third of sufferers, in which the patient may have transient visual deficits, sensory hallucinations, or even motor and language disturbances. Although the exact cause is highly debated, it is believed to be a neurovascular disorder, in which the brain-blood vessels undergo constriction and neurogenic inflammation because of changes in the levels of serotonin, histamine, and substance P. Cluster headache presents rapidly as a severe, excruciating, unilateral, orbital, supraorbital eye pain associated with autonomic symptoms, such as ptosis, meiosis, conjunctival injection, rhinorrhea, lacrimation, facial swelling, flushing, and sweating lasting 15 minutes to 4 hours or longer. A distinguishing feature is the regularity of the attacks, occurring at the same time each day, speculating a connection with circadian rhythm. It is often referred to as alarm clock headaches because of the ability to wake a person from sleep with regular timing. Generally, many patients respond to inhalation of 100% oxygen. It is also more commonly seen in men. Trigeminal neuralgia, also known as tic douloureux. It presents as episodes of unilateral severe pain, described as stabbing electrical shocks, burning, crushing, or shooting pain, in the distribution of the trigeminal nerve across the face. Although it may occur paroxysmally with no stimulations, it can be triggered by common activities, such as brushing teeth, shaving, combing hair, eating, or talking. External stimuli, such as the wind or loud noises, may also trigger attacks. Trigeminal neuralgia is usually treated with carbamazepine, which prevents depolarization by inhibiting voltage-gated sodium channels, as well as with intravenous phenytoin. Secondary headaches. These are headaches caused by an underlying condition. Subarachnoid hemorrhage, SAH presents as a thunderclap headache, typically described as the worst headache of my life, or like being kicked in the head. SAH is usually associated with vomiting, neck stiffness, confusion, altered level of consciousness, oculomotor palsy, or seizures. See earlier trauma section for further details. Idiopathic intracranial hypertension, IIH also known as pseudotumor cerebri. IIH results from increased intracranial pressure with the absence of tumor or disease. The headache is usually associated with nausea, vomiting, visual changes, double vision and visual loss from long-term untreated papilledema, and pulsatile tinnitus, whooshing sensation or buzzing in the ear. See earlier 
Developmental Disorders section for further details. Meningitis. Always consider this diagnosis when a patient presents with headache and fever. See earlier infection section for further details. Giant cell arteritis, GCA, generally known for affecting the temporal artery and temporal arteritis. GCA is a form of vasculitis that affects large and medium-sized vessels, such as the aorta. It is named according to the type of inflammatory cells found on biopsy, giant cell from union of several macrophages, generally affecting women more than men. Patients present with symptoms such as headache, jaw-tongue claudication, tinnitus, and visual changes, diplopia, or blurred vision. If left untreated, the inflammation can affect the ophthalmic artery, leading to sudden blindness, so GCA is considered a medical emergency. On examination, a patient may have prominent temporal arteries, which are exquisitely tender to palpation. Definitive diagnosis is made via biopsy, but elevated inflammatory markers erythrocyte sedimentation rate, ESR, or C-reactive protein, CRP, support it. If GCA is suspected based on the history and physical examination, treatment with high-dose steroids should be started before biopsy confirmation. It is important to note that GCA is associated with polymyalgia rheumatica, which presents as pain and stiffness in the neck, shoulders, and hips, and treated similarly. Brain tumors, similar to IIH. Brain tumors can raise ICP to cause a headache. However, depending on the location, surrounding brain structures can be damaged, leading to focal neurologic deficits. This will be discussed in further detail in the brain tumor section. See later. Closed angle glaucoma. Raised intraocular pressure leads to painful red, mid-dilated eye, causing a headache associated with visual abnormalities, nausea, and vomiting. More details are given later. Carbon monoxide, CO, poisoning. This colorless, odorless, tasteless, toxic gas is usually emitted from gasoline-powered tools, heaters, furnaces, and cooking equipment. Typically, a cherry-red patient with altered mental status presents with a history of living in a garage, using a heater. Usually considered CO poisoning when several members of a family have simultaneous onset of headaches and nausea. Patients with CO poisoning may have normal oxygen saturation, but CO oximetry is used to determine carboxyhemoglobin levels, which misrepresent oxyhemoglobin. Treatment consists of administration of 100% oxygen via non-rebreather mask to displace CO from hemoglobin. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy is also used in cases of pregnancy, neonates, and certain other circumstances. Brain tumors. Primary brain tumors are slow-growing cancers that usually are not noticed until they begin to affect nearby structures. Patients can present with seizures, unrelenting headaches, altered mental status, or dementia. Primary brain tumors rarely metastasize. In general, Brain tumors are supratentorial in adults, table 13.7, and infratentorial in children, table 13.8. Table 13.7, tumors of adulthood. Adult tumors, glioblastoma multiform, meningioma, schwannoma, oligodendroglioma, pituitary adenoma. 
Glioblastoma multiform. Description. Most common primary brain tumor. Very aggressive tumor with poor prognosis. Called butterfly glioma because it can cross corpus callosa. Key histologic features. Stains GFAP positive. Palisading pleomorphic tumors with central necrosis. Hemorrhage. Meningioma. Description. Resectable tumors because they occur outside hemispheric convexity. Key histologic features. Samoma bodies. Laminated calcification. World pattern concentrically arranged spindle cells. Schwannoma. Description. Schwann cell origin usually affecting CN8. Vestibular schwannoma. At cerebellopontine angle. Key histofeatures. S100 positive. A cause of sensorineural hearing loss. Treat with resection or stereotactic radiosurgery. Oligodendroglioma. Description. Frontal lobe tumor with chicken wire capillary pattern. Key histofeatures. Fried egg cells, often calcified. Pituitary adenoma. Description. Presents as prolactinoma or bitemporal hemianopsia. Key histofeatures. Derived from Rathke's pouch. Table 13.8. Tumors of childhood. Childhood tumors. Pilocytic low-grade astrocytoma. Medulloblastoma. Ependymoma. Hemangioblastoma. Craniopharyngioma. Pilocytic low-grade astrocytoma. Description. Well-circumscribed cystic solid tumor found in posterior fossa. Benign. Good prognosis. Key histofeatures. GFAP positive. Rosenthal fibers. Eosinophilic corkscrew fibers. Medulloblastoma. Description. Solid cerebellar tumor that is highly malignant. Form of a primitive neuroectodermal tumor, PNET, seen in Turcot syndrome. Presents as obstructive hydrocephalus, fourth ventricle compressed. Key histo findings. Homer right rosettes. Cells are very radiosensitive, so can be used in therapy. Ependymoma. Description. Ependymal cells typically found in the fourth ventricle, leading to obstructive hydrocephalus, can seed, metastasize to, the cerebrospinal fluid. Key histofeatures. Perivascular pseudorosettes. Rod-shaped blepharoblasts. Neuronucleus. Basal ciliary body. Hemangioblastoma. Description. Cerebellar tumor associated with von Hippel-Lindau syndrome, which can produce EPO. Polycythemia vera. Key histofeatures. Foamy cells with high vascularity. Craniopharyngioma. Description. Benign tumor that is calcified and rich in cholesterol, often confused with pituitary adenoma. Key histofeatures. Derived from Rathke's pouch. Remnants. Cranial nerve lesions. See Table 13.9. Table 13.9. Cranial nerve lesions. Cranial nerve 5. Presentation. Jaw deviates toward the side of the lesion because there is an unopposed lateral pterygoid, which receives bilateral cortical input. Vagus. Cranial nerve 10. Uvula deviates away from the side of the lesion 
because the affected side has weak muscles compared with the non-affected side. Accessory, cranial nerve 11. Weakness on turning head to contralateral side of the lesion for the sternocleidomastoid muscle, SCM. Ipsilateral shoulder droop due to trapezius innervation. Hypoglossal, cranial nerve 12. Tongue deviates toward the side of the lesion. Lick your wounds because the opposite side overpowers the affected side. Facial nerve paralysis. Cranial nerve 8 lesions most commonly affect the muscles of facial expression, but it is important to keep in mind the other functions that may be compromised, such as lacrimation, dry eyes, corneal reflex, cannot blink, taste, and sound dampening, hyperacusis. When a facial nerve lesion is suspected, it is very important to classify it as an upper motor neuron lesion, usually from a stroke, or a lower motor neuron lesion, e.g. compression from a parotid tumor. On physical examination, forehead involvement should be assessed by asking the patient to raise the eyebrows. The forehead is spared, e.g. patient can furrow forehead in upper motor neuron lesions because it is innervated by both cerebral hemispheres. The following are some causes of facial nerve paralysis. Supranuclear nuclear. Infarcts to the internal capsule, lacunar stroke, pons, cranial nerve 7 nucleus, or face area of motor cortex homunculus, infranuclear, Bell's palsy, linked to herpes simplex, so treated with steroids and acyclovir, Lyme disease, bilateral facial palsy, associated with cardiovascular arrhythmias in stage 2, GBS, bilateral facial palsy, Herpes zoster oticus, Ramsay-Hunt syndrome. AIDS, sarcoidosis, bilateral facial palsy, sign of neurosarcoidosis. Tumors, acoustic neuroma, parotid, cholesteatoma, and diabetes mellitus. Mnemonic, my lovely Bella has an STD. LBHA, STD. Lyme disease, Bell's palsy. Herpes zoster, AIDS, sarcoidosis, tumors, trauma, diabetes mellitus. Treatment for the typical Bell's palsy entails protection of the eye from abrasions, eye shield, and dryness, lubrication via artificial tears or ointment, and a course of antiretrovirals, e.g. acyclovir, with possible steroids. Ear pathology. Vertigo. An illusion of movement, despite being in a stationary position. Sensation that the room is spinning. When evaluating a patient with vertigo, it is crucial to categorize vertigo as peripheral or central. Peripheral causes affect the vestibular system in the inner ear. Central causes affect the CNS. Central causes include migraine headaches, lateral medullary syndrome, vertebrobasilar TIA, cerebellar infarction, and multiple sclerosis. Peripheral causes are discussed here. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, BPPV. This is the most common cause of vertigo. It presents as short, intermittent episodes of dizziness provoked by head movements and associated with nausea and nystagmus. BPPV is caused by calcium crystals, otoliths, that affect the cupula or cause abnormal endolymph movement. Otoliths are typically found in the utricle, 
but over time they may migrate into one of the semicircular canals. Posterior is most common. BPPV is diagnosed clinically, but can be confirmed by the Dix, Hall, Pike, and Roll tests, which test the posterior and horizontal semicircular canals, respectively. Treatment aims to reposition the otoliths out of the semicircular canals through the Epley maneuver. Antivertigo medications that include antihistamines, meclizine, and anticholinergics, scopolamine, can be given for symptomatic management. Many airs disease. Typically, this presents as vertigo, tinnitus, hearing loss, and fullness or pressure in one or both ears, but not all patients experience the same symptoms. It is believed to be caused by excess endolymph buildup in the inner ear, which over time causes dilation and blockage to cochlear structures. Herpes virus has also been linked to this disease, and acyclovir can be used as a possible treatment. It is a diagnosis of exclusion. Physical examination, brain MRI, and audiometry should be done to rule out other entities, such as schwannoma. Treatment aims to reduce further fluid buildup low-salt diet or diuretics, acetazolamide, and symptomatic control of nausea and vomiting. Surgery is a last resort. Destructive vestibular neurectomy and non-destructive shunt procedures can be done. Vestibular neuritis. This generally presents after or during a viral syndrome, with a sudden onset of vertigo associated with nystagmus, nausea, vomiting, and gait instability. Unlike labyrinthitis, there are no hearing symptoms. Because of the clinical overlapping picture, it is crucial to differentiate it from acute vascular events, particularly cerebellar strokes. Treatment consists of a short corticosteroid taper. Infection. Acute otitis externa. A common cause of an earache, or otalgia. This is an inflammation of the outer ear, pinna, and external auditory canal caused by pathogens such as Pseudomonas aeruginosa and Staphylococcus aureus. Typically, it is known as swimmer's ear, occurring after swimming, in which the remaining water serves as a moist environment for bacterial growth. It can also be caused by trauma, ear scratching or cotton swabs, occlusive ear devices, earphones, hearing aids, and dermatologic conditions, psoriasis. In addition to otalgia, swelling can cause conductive hearing loss and in severe cases, canal obstruction. Treatment consists of thoroughly cleaning the ear canal, remove cerumen, and treating inflammation and infection with topical antibiotics and steroids. Of note, when dealing with older diabetic individuals or immunocompromised patients, consider malignant necrotizing external otitis, which can spread to the skull base and requires emergent ENT evaluation. Acute otitis media. AOM. Also a common cause of otalgia, this is an inflammation of the middle ear, usually caused by pathogens such as Streptococcus pneumoniae, Haemophilus influenzae, or Moraxella cateralis. The most important factor in the pathogenesis of AOM is eustachian tube dysfunction, which occurs secondary to allergic rhinitis or upper respiratory tract infection. Treatment strategy is controversial but generally consists of watchful waiting or antibiotics, depending on the patient's age and overall clinical picture. Cholesteatoma, a cyst that is an abnormal accumulation of keratinizing squamous epithelium, which, if not surgically excised, expands over time, 
causing recurrent ear infections, mucopurulent drainage, hearing loss, vertigo, facial nerve palsy, and potentially life-threatening complications, e.g. meningitis, brain abscess. Ramsay-Hunt syndrome. This is caused by reactivation of herpes zoster virus, shingles, in the geniculate ganglion, which affects cranial nerve 7. As a result, facial muscle movement, sensation of part of the ear, and ear canal, and taste function of the anterior two-thirds of the tongue can be affected. Typically, a patient presents with the seventh nerve palsy, Bell's palsy, but on inspection of the tympanic membrane, tongue, and or hard palate, eruptive erythematous vesicles are seen. Hearing impairment. This can be a concerning symptom for many, but careful examination, Weber and Renee tests, should be done to differentiate between conductive hearing loss, which is often reversible, from sensorineural hearing loss, which is not. Conductive hearing loss is caused by a problem with sound waves, conduction, which can occur in the external ear, e.g. cerumen, otitis externa, tympanic membrane perforation, or middle ear, e.g. AOM, or otosclerosis. In conductive hearing loss, the Weber test in which the tuning fork is touched to the middle of the forehead, localizes to the affected ear. The Rene test, which tests air conduction, AC, versus bone conduction, is abnormal, i.e. bone conduction is greater than air conduction. Remember, in normal hearing, AC greater than BC. On the other hand, sensorineural hearing loss results from dysfunction of the inner ear, cochlea, e.g. noise-induced, or vestibular cochlear nerve, e.g. ototoxic drugs. The Weber test localizes to the normal ear, whereas the Rene test is normal. Eye pathology. External. Hordeolum. Also known as a sty, this acute, painful, external red bump on the eye is an infection of the sebaceous glands of Zeiss at the base of the eyelashes or an infection of the apocrine sweat glands of mole. It can also occur internally, affecting the mimobian sebaceous gland lining on the inside of the eyelids. Treatment generally consists of a combination of warm compresses, incision and drainage, oral antibiotics, and pain control. Calasian. Painless internal nodule caused by chronic inflammation of a blocked mebomian gland. Initially, topical antibiotics can be used in the acute phase, but calasians generally go away with time. Further treatment options include corticosteroid injections and surgery. Coloboma. Present from birth, this defect in the eye is caused by failure of the choroid fissure to close, resulting in a hole in the eye structures, retina, optic disc, choroid, and iris. EOM abnormalities. See figure 13.43. Remember the mnemonic LR6SO4R3. Cranial nerve 3 damage. Eye looks down and out because of unopposed superior oblique and lateral rectus. Ptosis caused by levator palpebrae superioris muscle disruption. Mydriasis and loss of accommodation because of parasympathetic disruption. CN4. Downward gaze is defective, so the head is tilted toward the side of the lesion. CN6. 
eye looks medially because of unopposed medial rectus. Remember the mnemonic LR6SO4R3. Cataracts. Crystalline clouding of the lens or lens capsule that results in opacification and obstruction of light. The two most common causes include senile cataracts because of old age or congenital cataracts. However, some can be acquired, e.g. diabetes, trauma, infection, prolonged steroid use. Pupils. Marcus Gunn, often seen in optic neuritis. This afferent pupillary defect, APD, is seen during the swinging flashlight test, in which shining light in the affected eye produces less pupillary constriction relative to the unaffected eye. Argyll Robertson, this highly specific sign of neurosyphilis, known as prostitute's pupil, presents as pupils that constrict to accommodation when the eyes move from looking at a distal object to a near object, but do not react to light. Glaucoma, an eye disease characterized by damage to the optic nerve because of increased pressure in the eye, intraocular pressure. It is typically divided into two main categories based on the angle between the iris and cornea. The vision loss typically begins in the periphery. This is in contrast to macular degeneration, which vision loss is central. Open angle, 90% glaucoma. Insidious onset of painless vision loss associated with increased age, which is not noticed until disease has significantly progressed. The only signs of this disease include visual field loss and optic nerve changes, increased cup-to-disc ratio. Secondary causes result from obstruction of the trabecular network from RBCs, e.g. vitreous hemorrhage, WBCs, e.g. uveitis, or retinal elements, e.g. retinal detachment. Closed angle, 10% glaucoma. A sudden onset of pain, a mid-sized non-reactive pupil, and injected conjunctiva, red eye, which requires emergency treatment to lower the high intraocular pressure, usually IOP greater than 30 millimeters of mercury. This is classically precipitated by pupillary dilation, e.g. being in a dark room. Further discussion regarding medical treatment to lower intraocular pressure will be discussed later. Pharmacology. If medical management fails, surgical methods, such as iridotomy or iridectomy, canaloplasty, and trabeculectomy or trabeculoplasty are available. Posterior eye pathology. Retinal detachment. An ocular emergency characterized by peeling of the retina and described as a veil or curtain being drawn over the visual field, which is preceded by flashes of light, eye heaviness, and floaters. Diagnosis is usually made by fundoscopy or ultrasound, and treatment generally consists of sealing retinal breaks via surgery. Papilledema, asymptomatic optic disc swelling caused by increased ICP, which warrants further workup to discover and treat the underlying cause. Otherwise, vision loss can result. On fundoscopic examination, typical findings include venous engorgement, earliest sign, loss of venous pulsations, blurring of optic margins, and elevation of the optic disc. Optic neuritis, demyelinating inflammation of the optic nerve, usually associated with multiple sclerosis, first manifestation 
which can lead to complete or partial painful vision loss. On fundoscopic examination, the optic disc is usually pale, but can be normal. Treatment generally consists of steroids. Central retinal artery occlusion, CRAO, acute onset of unilateral, painless vision loss caused by occlusion, embolic, thrombotic, inflammatory, or traumatic, of the central retinal artery that can be irreversible if not corrected within 90 minutes. On examination, there can be an APD, Hollenhorst plaque, westral embolus, pale optic nerve, and a cherry red spot. The ischemia causes whitening of the retina. However, the macula receives its vascular supply from a different source. Note that this can also be seen in carbon monoxide poisoning. Treatment generally includes eye massage, eye paracentesis, lowers IOP to allow embolus to move, oxygen therapy, and considerations of thrombolytics. Central retinal vein occlusion, CRVO. Acute onset of unilateral painless vision loss caused by occlusion of the central retinal vein, leading to macular edema, ischemia, and neovascular glaucoma. Typically on fundoscopic examination, there is extensive hemorrhage, giving a so-called blood-and-thunder appearance. Treatment generally includes intravitreal administration of steroids. Retinitis, inflammation of the retina that results in retinal edema and necrosis, often leading to scarring and visual loss or changes. Normally, it is the result of infectious etiologies, including viral, CMV, HSV, VZV, bacterial, and parasitic causes, especially in immunosuppressed individuals. Retinitis pigmentosa, inherited progressive degeneration of retinal rod photoreceptors, leading to progressive vision impairment, starting from peripheral vision and dim light compromise to eventual night blindness. Nyctalopia, on fundoscopic examination, bone spicules accumulate with time. Visual field defects. Depending on the lesion location in the visual pathway, a characteristic visual field loss is typically seen. Below are common visual field anomalies and their corresponding lesions. Unilateral macular degeneration. Central scotoma. Optic nerve. Right anopsia. Optic chiasm. Bitemporal hemianopsia. Optic tract. Left homonymous hemianopsia. Myers loop, located in temporal lobe. Left upper quadratic anopsia. Dorsal optic radiation, located in parietal lobe. Left lower quadratic anopsia. Posterior cerebral lesion. Left hemianopsia with macular sparing. Internuclear ophthalmoplegia. INO, also known as MLF syndrome. INO is a disorder in which there is a lesion to the medial longitudinal fasciculus, MLF, which essentially connects the abducens nucleus, CN6, to the contralateral oculomotor nucleus, CN3, in the brainstem. As a result, there is a medial rectus nerve palsy with nystagmus and horizontal diplopia in the abducting eye on attempted lateral gaze but convergence remains normal. 
In young patients with bilateral INO, multiple sclerosis is often the cause. In older patients with unilateral INO, stroke is usually the cause. Pharmacology. Glaucoma. As noted, the goal of glaucoma therapy is to lower IOP to prevent further damage to the optic nerve. Five pharmacologic groups can be used. Table 13.10. Table 13.10. Pharmacology of glaucoma. Class. Adrenergic agents. Drug names. Bromomidine. Epinephrine. Mechanism of action. Decrease aqueous humor production. Side effects. Stinging. Mydriasis. Contraindicated enclosed angle glaucoma. Class. Beta blockers. Drug names. Timolol. Bidaxolol. Mechanism of action. Decrease aqueous humor production. Side effects. Systemic. Bradycardia. Heart block. Class. Carbonic anhydrase inhibitors. Drug names. Acetazolamide. Dorzolamide. Brinzolamide. Mechanism of action. Decrease aqueous humor production. Side effects. Systemic. Bitter taste. Weight loss. Depression. Malaise. Class. Cholinomimetics. Drug names. Direct. Pilocarpine. Carbacol. Indirect. Physostigmine. Mechanism of action. Increased trabecular outflow via ciliary muscle contraction. Side effects. Cyclospasm. Meiosis. Class. Prostaglandin analogs. Drug names. Latanoprost. Mechanism of action. Increase uveoscleral outflow. Side effects. Lengthening eyelashes. Hyperemia. Iris browning. Opioids. Opioids are a large class of drugs that act as agonists by binding to opioid receptors. Mu equals morphine. Delta equals enkephalin. Kappa equals dynorphin, which are found in the central and peripheral nervous system and the GI tract, leading to decreased synaptic transmission of various neurotransmitters, e.g. acetylcholine, serotonin, 5-HT, 5-hydroxytryptamine, norepinephrine, NE, glutamate, substance P. Common opioids that you will encounter in the clinical setting include morphine, fentanyl, codeine, hydromorphone, oxycodone, dextromethorphan, methadone, and meperidine. Clinically, they are used for analgesia, but some are used for cough suppression, dextromethorphan, diarrhea, loperamide, diphenoxylate, maintenance therapy for heroin addicts, methadone, and acute pulmonary edema, morphine. As a result of frequent or excessive dosing, side effects can develop, such as meiosis, pinpoint pupils, constipation, respiratory depression, and CNS depression. Over time, patients can develop opioid tolerance by neuroadaptation through receptor desensitization, which leads to reduced analgesia effect. No tolerance develops to constipation and meiosis. In case of opioid overdose, an opioid receptor antagonist can be used. Naloxone is short-acting and used intravenously. Naltrexone is longer-acting and can be used orally. Newer opioids have been created to reduce side effects. Tramadol, a very weak opioid agonist, is commonly used for chronic pain, 
but is also known to decrease the seizure threshold. Butorphanol, a kappa agonist and partial mu agonist, is used for migraine headaches and labor and delivery, less respiratory depression. Epilepsy, anticonvulsants, also known as anti-epileptic drugs, AEDs, were created with the goal of suppressing rapidly firing neurons that start a seizure. In addition to seizures, anticonvulsants were also used as mood stabilizers to treat bipolar depression. See Chapter 14. The two general mechanisms of action of AEDs are inactivation of voltage-gated sodium channels or increased GABA signaling, GABA-A receptors, transaminase, or transporter. Table 13.11 lists common AEDs. Table 13.11. Common antiepileptic drugs. Drug name. Benzodiazepines. Lorazepam, diazepam. General use first-line acute seizures. Side effects, sedation and respiratory depression. Comments. Tolerance, dependence may develop. Drug name. Phenytoin, phosphenytoin. Uses. Partial first-line tonic-clonic. Side effects. Pseudolymphoma megaloblastic anemia, gingival hyperplasia, peripheral neuropathy, hirsutism, nystagmus, ataxia. Comments. Can produce SLE-like syndrome, teratogenic, class 1b antiarrhythmic. Drug, carbamazepine. Use, partial first-line tonic-clonic and trigeminal neuralgia. Side effects. Agranulocytosis, aplastic anemia liver toxicity, Stephen Johnson syndrome, SIADH, diplopia, ataxia. Comments. Need to check CBC and LFTs. Teratogenic. Drug, gabapentin. Use, partial and tonic-clonic. Side effects, sedation, ataxia, tremor. Comments. Used in peripheral neuropathy, bipolar disorder, and anxiety disorders. Drug. Topiramate. Use, partial and tonic-clonic. Side effects, mental dulling, sedation, kidney stones, weight loss. Comments, used in migraine headache prophylaxis. Drug, lamotrigine. Use, partial and tonic-clonic. Side effects, dizziness, ataxia, sleepiness, nystagmus, headache, Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Comments, contraindicated in myoclonus. Drug, phenobarbital. Use, partial and tonic-clonic. Side effects, respiratory, cardiovascular, CNS, depression, and overdose. Dependence. Comments, exacerbates porphyria, thus contraindicated in those cases. First line in neonates. Drug, valproic acid. Use, partial, absence, first line, tonic-clonic. Side effects, fatal hepatotoxicity. Neural tube defects, tremor, weight gain, agranulocytosis. Comments need to check CBCs and LFTs. Drug, ethosuximide. Use, first line absence. Side effects, fatigue, GI symptoms, headache, rash, Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Drug, vigabitrin. Use, infantile spasms, complex partial seizures, Secondary generalized seizures. Side effects, teratogen, 
retinal toxicity, CNS GI symptoms. Comments, structural GABA analog acting as suicide GABA transaminase inhibitor. Drug, levetiracetam, use, partial onset myoclonic or tonic-clonic seizures, side effects, CNS, somnolence, headache, etc., neuropsychiatric, SJS, TEN, comments, modulates GABA and glutamate release. Drug, lacosamide, use, partial onset seizures, diabetic neuropathic pain, Side effects, teratogen, neuropsychiatric, CNS, GI. Comments, functionalized amino acid acting on voltage-gated sodium channels. Drug, tiagabine. Use, epilepsy, anxiety disorder, panic disorder. Side effects, dizziness, color perception. Comments, increases GABA levels by blocking GABA reuptake. Anesthetics. Anesthetics provide a reversible loss of sensation. They can be classified as local, e.g. injected into a wound, or general, e.g. inhaled anesthetics that cause whole body anesthesia. General anesthetics are used to cause a reversible loss of consciousness through the inhalation or intravenous administration of the anesthetic to induce and maintain a state of unconsciousness. Inhaled anesthetics in order from highest to lowest potency, include methoxyfluorine, halothane, n-fluorine, isoflurane, and nitrous oxide. IV anesthetics include barbiturates, benzodiazepines used in conjunction with opioids, ketamine, phenocyclidine PCP analog causing dissociative amnesia, etomidate, and propofol. The more lipid-soluble the drug, the more potent it is, and the faster the induction and recovery time. This is inversely related to the MAC, minimal alveolar concentration, which is used as a marker to compare various anesthetics. Thus, the more lipid-soluble and potent anesthetics have a low MAC. Anesthesiologists use the MAC of an anesthetic along with other variables, ventilation rate, tidal volume, atrioventricular AV concentration gradient, and blood solubility to control general anesthesia during surgeries. Local anesthetics act at a distant site to prevent transmission of nerve impulses by binding to fast-acting sodium channels. The two general classes are esters, procaine, cocaine, tetracaine, and amides, have two I's in the same name, lidocaine, bupivacaine, mepivacaine. General side effects include cardiovascular toxicity, arrhythmias seen with cocaine or bupivacaine, methemoglobinemia seen with benzocaine, seizures, and hypotension or hypertension. It is important to note that if a patient has an allergic reaction to an ester anesthetic, an amide anesthetic should be administered instead. Malignant hyperthermia, MH, is a rare life-threatening condition that results from inhaled anesthetic and succinylcholine. It is caused by an autosomal dominant inherited mutation in the ryanodine receptor, RYR1 gene, which results in uncontrolled increased skeletal muscle metabolism. When MH presents, patients are in a hypercatabolic state, resulting in a high body temperature, tachycardia, tachypnea, rigid muscles, rhabdomyolysis, 
at increased O2 consumption and CO2 production. Treatment consists of stopping the triggering agent, administering dantrolene, and providing supportive therapy aimed at correcting the hyperthermia, acidosis, and organ dysfunction. Neuromuscular blockade. Neuromuscular blocking drugs inhibit neuron transmission to muscles by blocking postsynaptic nicotinic acetylcholine ACH receptors. Clinically, they are used to produce paralysis, which aids in intubation for mechanical ventilation. They are generally classified as non-depolarizing or depolarizing neuromuscular blocking drugs based on whether or not they depolarize the motor end plate. Table 13.12 Table 13.12, Neuromuscular Blocking Drugs. Class, non-depolarizing, atracurium, pancuronium, rocuronium, cysticuronium. Comments, drug names generally end in curonium or curium. Competitive antagonists that can be reversed with increase in ACH by acetylcholinesterase inhibitor drugs, ACHEIs, e.g. neostigmine. Exhibit tetanic fade, failure of muscles to maintain a fused tetany at high electrical stimulation frequencies. Class, depolarizing, succinylcholine. Comments, resistant to degradation by acetylcholinesterase, fast onset, but short duration, because of metabolism by blood cholinesterase, pseudocholinesterase. Non-competitive antagonist with two phases. Phase 1. Depolarizing phase. Sudden muscle fasciculations, twitches followed by flaccidity. Phase 2. Desensitizing phase. Less responsive to depolarization. After phase 2, full neuromuscular blockade, paralysis, complete. ACHEI potentiates phase 1, but can reverse phase 2. Does not exhibit tetanic fade. Complications of hyperkalemia caused by upregulation of receptors as a result of nerve damage or demyelinating disease, e.g. spinal cord injury, MS, chronic burns. Pharmacologic treatment of other neurologic disorders. Parkinson disease. In general, treatment of Parkinson disease involves increasing the amount of dopamine, DA, in relationship to acetylcholine. Once pharmacotherapy, table 13.13, has been exhausted, Surgical therapies are available, such as deep brain stimulation, DBS. Table 13.13, Pharmacotherapy for Parkinson's Disease. Drug name, L-DOPA, Levodopa, Carbidopa. Mechanism, L-DOPA crosses the blood-brain barrier to increase brain dopamine. Carbidopa prevents peripheral conversion of L-DOPA to dopamine. Side effects, arrhythmias from peripheral conversion. On effect equals dyskinesia. Off effect equals akinesia. Hallucinations and delusions at high dosage. Comment. Overdose treatment is pyridoxine. Increases peripheral metabolism. High protein diet competes with L-DOPA. Drug name. Amantadine. Mechanism increases dopamine release. Side effects. Ataxia and levito reticularis. Red-blue fishnet modeling. Comments. Good for on effect. Dyskinesia. Also antiviral used for influenza. Drug name. Romocryptine. Pergolide. Ergo. 
Premapexal, Ropinerol, Non-Ergo. Mechanism. Agonizes dopamine receptor. Side effects. Somnolence, hallucinations, compulsive gambling. Comments. Good for on effect. Increases dopamine activity without increasing concentration. So allows decreased carbidopa levodopa dose. Drug name. Selegiline, Rosagiline. Mechanism. Selective MAOB inhibitor. Side effects. Hypertensive crisis at high dosage. Comments. Good for off effect. Rosagiline does not have sympathomimetic action, unlike selegiline. Drug. Tolcapone and tacopone. Mechanism. COM-T inhibitor. Side effects. Central effect and hepatotoxicity. Comment. Tacopone does not cross the blood-brain barrier, so less central effect. Drug. Benztropine, biperidin, trihexyphenidyl. Mechanism, anti-muscarinic. Side effect, anticholinergic toxicity. Comment, used in drug-induced PD. Improves tremor and rigidity, not bradykinesia. Alzheimer disease. Current therapy is aimed at counteracting the reduction in cholinergic activity and excitotoxicity of glutamate seed and Alzheimer's disease. In addition to pharmacologic therapy, Table 13.14, caregiving and psychosocial interventions need to be addressed. Table 13.14, pharmacotherapy for Alzheimer's disease. Name, acetylcholinesterase inhibitors. Donepizil, rivastigmine, galantamine, tacrine. Mechanism, Reduced rate of acetylcholine ACH breakdown, thus increasing ACH concentration. Side effects. Nausea and vomiting because of cholinergic excess. Name. Momantine. Mechanism. Non-competitive NMDA receptor antagonist. Side effects. Hallucinations. Confusion. Dizziness. Huntington disease. Symptomatic management of chorea and optimizing quality of life are the main two goals. Chorea is treated in a stepwise system, starting with tetrabenzene, table 13.15, and then moving to atypical neuroleptics, typical neuroleptics, and eventually a combination of tetrabenazine and neuroleptic. Table 13.15, pharmacotherapy for Huntington disease. Drug name? tetrabenazine, reserpine. Mechanism, BMAT inhibitor, so promotes dopamine degradation. Side effect, similar to antipsychotic side effects, such as akathisia, depression, dizziness, and Parkinsonism, but does not cause tardive dyskinesia. Multiple sclerosis. See Table 13.16. Table 13.16. Pharmacotherapy for multiple sclerosis. Drug name. Interferon beta. Mechanism. Has anti-inflammatory properties. Improves blood-brain barrier integrity. Side effects. Flu-like symptoms and injection site reactions most common. Drug. Gladaramer acetate. Mechanism. By resembling myelin basic protein, it shifts pro-inflammatory Th1 cells to regulatory Th2 cells to suppress inflammatory response 
by substituting itself as a target of immune system attack. Side effects, injection site and injection reactions, least likely to have flu-like symptoms. Drug name, mitoxintrone. Mechanism, topoisomerase inhibitor generally used in cancer chemotherapy. Side effects, nausea, vomiting, hair loss, immunosuppression, cardiomyopathy. Drug name, natalizumab. Mechanism, monoclonal antibody against cellular adhesion molecules, which reduces influx into the CNS. Side effects, fatigue, allergic reaction, hepatotoxicity, PML development. Drug name, fingolimod. Mechanism, sphingosine analog, derived from fungus that modulates sphingosine 1-phosphate receptor to sequester lymphocytes in lymph nodes. Side effect, fatal infections bradycardia, skin cancer, hemorrhagic focal encephalitis. Headaches. First-line treatment in acute attacks is typically NSAIDs, such as ibuprofen, naproxen, ketorolac, or aspirin. Triptans, such as sumatriptan, may also be used to treat acute migraines. These are often combined with antiemetics, such as prochlorperazine, compazine, metoclopramide, or ondansetron. Medications used for migraine prophylaxis include tricyclic antidepressants, TCAs, e.g. amitriptyline or nortriptyline, antiepileptics, valproic acid, devalproex, topiramate, beta blockers, propanolol, or calcium channel blockers, verapamil. Triptans are serotonin 5-HT1B1D agonists. They cause vasoconstriction and subsequent inhibition of pro-inflammatory neuropeptides. They are used for acute migraine or cluster headaches as a second line. Side effects include risk of coronary vasospasm causing MI in CAD patients, serotonin syndrome, and they are contraindicated in pregnancy. Ergotamines are similar to triptans, but they act at various receptors, 5-HT1A, 1B, D2, NE. So they have more severe side effects than triptans and are rarely used. They are used for acute migraine. Side effects include retroperitoneal fibrosis as the most serious side effect, which can lead to hydronephrosis or varicocele. Stroke. Once a thrombus, blood clot, occurs in an ischemic stroke, Removing the blockage by mechanically removing it, thrombectomy, or by pharmacologic thrombolysis, clot busting with TPA, are the two definitive therapies available. TPA catalyzes the conversion of plasminogen, inactive enzyme, called azimogen, to plasmin, active enzyme, which degrades fibrin clots. Therefore, TPA activates the body's own clot degradation system. Before giving TPA, List of inclusion and exclusion criteria is reviewed and risks and benefits discussed with the patient and family. Multiple contraindications exist and include severe hypertension, recent bleeding, GI, intracranial bleeding, and recent surgery. To be most effective, TPA should be given as early as possible. Generally, it is given within three hours of the start of neurologic symptoms, but this window can be extended to 4.5 hours depending on certain patient characteristics, age less than 80 years, no history of stroke or diabetes, not on anticoagulants.
Once given, close observation is done to evaluate for hemorrhage, especially intracerebral hemorrhage. With that, we wrap up today's episode of the Crush Step 1 podcast. A big thank you to Elsevier Incorporated, the publishing company behind Crush Step 1, as well as all of my other books, for allowing us to put out this book in podcast format. Thank you for joining us, and please check out our other chapters.